Okay, we're going to start with a word in Parshas Vayigash. Well, a small word. Right, the Pusik, Yosef Sadek tells his brothers, Don't be ba'atzvis. You shouldn't be bothered that I was sold. That's it. It's telling them not to be uh, ba'atzvis. Now, the Swoon talk a lot about that. I saw a few words there. There's one word from Shlomo Kalina. Said, he said, it's, it's easier for me to talk to a baltava, a magician, somebody who's not very uh, idle, not a big tzaddik, but he's, but he's happy, he's a happy person. Arusha, someone, even Arusha, I saw the Lushan for the even Arusha, but he's a happy person. I, I could tolerate such a person. But a frimer, somebody who's a big tzaddik, but he's a balmurish choyre, he's depressed, he's ba'atzvus, that I can handle. His brothers, we went through a difficult situation now. The brothers, the blame, you know, going back to Yankavavini, going back to Mitzrayim, it's very difficult, but just don't be ba'atzvus about it. When you ba'atzvus, you put away everything. You can't, you're not Mitzrayim anymore. And in Devra Emes, for Rebbe Lublin, he also says that Vatu al Tayatzvi, he brings Nari and Kodesh. Nari says, Atzvus mevatal asuga. Atzvus mevatal asuga. If somebody's depressed, it, 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 it disturbs his capability of understanding and, and achieving and, and and, and getting to where he should. He says, if you're not going to be then and then you'll be able to realize the good that Hashem did, but it's only if you're not depressed, only if you're not down about it, only if you're not negative. If you're going to fall into an atzvah, you know, it, 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 it gets in the way of people getting anywhere in life. And talking about Shulam talking about Chinuch, it's a killer. When somebody is negative or depressed or hopeless, it, it, it just does so much. I, I see so many different things. I've mentioned three small examples. One is where I see people giving up on a relationship. Right? Talk to a person, what's going on? Eh, I gave up already, I just, it is what it is, it's not getting better anyway. This could be about a child or about a marriage. When you get to that stage where you just give up and you're down and you're negative, of course there's no hope anymore. And that's a big problem. So part of what's, what's, what's ruining your chances of getting anywhere is because you're hopeless and you don't, and you don't believe something can be helped. You're just, you're just depressed about it. You know, I'll just live with it. Another idea is that when somebody's just depressed about something, he gets hopeless, he ends up tolerating what he shouldn't be tolerating because it's anyway no good, so I'll just suffer, I'll tolerate, I'll push through, you know, what's life, 80, 90 years, I'm anyway 30 years through. It's a terrible attitude. And then people end up making things worse by enabling and by tolerating because they're so depressed anyway. And the third thing, which I think is maybe most important, is that nobody likes being near someone who's depressed. So your spouse and your children see you being negative or depressed about anything either in general, a depressing person, so uninviting, so unpleasant, or being depressed about something, being negative about something. People walk around with this negativity, this, this, this pessimistic attitude, and it's just, it's just so unpleasant, and it turns people off, and it, it makes a lot of different things difficult. And you just in general, and everywhere. Just recently I was talking to a boy who was, he was complaining about, how, about his, how his mother's pessimism and negativity just, just makes everything so unpleasant. Everything she stands for and everything she believes in he came to resent because, you know, if she's such a depressed person with all that she believes in and all her chizik and all her, all her um, idealism and all her spiritualism, then I don't want that. And that's a turn-off for people. It's not a word from Belzeruv. I think Belzeruv once said that a chizidah shabuchan, a chizidah shiit should be happy. Because if you're happy, then people are going to be inclined to be like you and be erlich and be from and be bentoyer and be whatever else you stand for. But if you're not happy... So that's why Alta al I think, is a, is a, is a tremendous lesson when it comes to Shalbais, when it comes to Chinech, when it comes to just having to do with anyone in this world. So let me read a question. <clears throat> let me read a question. and see if I can give some clarity about it. Hi, Rabbi Gruen. I've been a regular listener to your weekly podcast and appreciate your take. Okay? Thank you for that. So for those of you who don't know, I have my classes are available on, on podcast as well. I think you can find it on all the platforms that a podcast 
can be listened to, and on Torah Anytime, and on my hotline, and uh, I give out weekly essays. So for those of you who enjoy any of this, you know, I try to make it as available as possible. I would love to hear, I would love to hear your opinion on, the sub- on this subject. I generally feel very different to the way our schools and yeshivas are being run, or at least the decisions that are being made which have, and the way it affects us and our kids. It constantly fills us with negative energy against the injustice. The question is, I don't see how I could be changing the system now, and I only see a way out. I only see that I can disengage, which might bring out issues with it, but at least it doesn't have to take me on an emotional roller coaster. Yes, I'm a very involved type of person with my kids and with everything in life that I do, and I don't like half jobs. How do you, how do you see it? Thanks for your response in advance. So, somebody's saying that he's filled with negativity about the system, right? That's what they call it. The system is the injustice, what goes on, you know, the moizdes and the yeshivas and the cheder and whatever, and I can't handle it. Emotional roller coaster. Can't handle seeing things being done wrong, especially with children, right? And the only way I could, the only, the only way I could deal with it is just disengage. I can't, I can't be there and not be there at the same time. So, okay. This is something I, I, I've spoken about in the past, actually. I once spoke something about changing the system or, I don't know, something about that, but kind of Tuli, speech about the system. And uh, I'll give my take on this. Point number one that I want to make is that it's a problem. There's a lot of problems out there. There are a lot of problems in every system, every chinuch system. Now, I talk to people all the time about chinuch issues, whether it's yeshivas or schools, whether it's in New York, whether it's chassidish, whether it's litvish, whether it's out of town, whether it's in other countries. And people everywhere have issues with, with whatever system that they're, they're, they're signed up for. Everywhere. And, and the problems are legitimate. Let me just mention that. The problems are legitimate. And, and what I mean to say is that there's definitely problems. <laughs> and it's sad because sometimes it's, it's parents of kids complaining about problems and then you could assume maybe it's, just the, maybe it's just your child you have an issue with and you're blaming the school or whatever. Sometimes I hear the problems from staff. People in, people in the system, people part of the program, they're telling me, listen, this is not, this is not run the way it should be. I can tell you clearly. And uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fact. You know, it's, it's all there. I remember hearing from somebody once about a certain noted Askan Machanach, whatever. And he was telling me this, you know, people talk so highly of that person. He's not around anymore, that, that, this person. And everyone talks so highly about him. But I remember watching close up what happened and how he would treat differently the children that came from the more the wealthier homes and the children that came from the simpler homes. I remember, I remember seeing it clearly. So even though he did a lot of nice things that people talk about till today, but I, I saw close up that you know the, the injustice was all there. Okay, there you go. How many times have I heard people saying that you know this whole system is running with the image and the PR? They want people to think highly of them. They'll make decisions if it's not even if it's not in the best interest of the children, as long as they have a good name because of it. Or people talk all the time about how there's too much focus on the academics and the kid that's struggling doesn't have a chance because we're only focused on you know whatever looks good and, or whatever kind of agenda people have. Then you have the hierarchy. Who's making the decisions over here? Well, we have to let him make a decision because like that. You see it all the time. So there's definitely a lot of these issues. And it's not a question. I hear it from people suffering from it, people that are involved in it, people that are admitting it, people that... Are, it's all there. So I, I don't in any way mean to say that the system is perfect or any system is perfect for that matter. And I'll tell you, I think it's across the board, by the way. I think, I think it's everywhere. I think every system will have its faults. I'm not saying by default it has to be that way. I'm just saying this is how it is. This is how it is. Not a question. And if people would be able to fix things, there's always what to fix. There's always what to fix. Not a question. Now, I hope I'm not coming across overly negative. I'm just stating certain facts and certain uh, realities that I think are there and I think people know about. On the other hand, okay, I quote Rabbi Jacobson, Rabbi Simon Jacobson, often. I heard him once say that when people are younger, 
when people are young and ambitious, they, they, they feel that they want to make a new system. They want to change the system and, and just make a new one. As they get older, they realize, you know what, I'm not changing anything anyway, I'll just stick with the way it is. They get even older and they realize, you know, the system the way it is is probably the best it could be. And similar to what, he, what I heard also from him, I think it was, that he said something like, um, when, when we're young, we think we're smarter than our parents. As we get older, we realize, you know, they weren't so bad. Uh, you know, we're, we're, maybe, maybe they maybe were as smart as me. And we get even older and we realize that maybe they're even smarter than me. And what I think the idea really is, is that no system is perfect and no, no human being is perfect. And there will always be problems. But I'll tell you, before I spoke once about this topic, I went to Manal and Tomatoira and Achaida, and I challenged them on certain questions people have and that are obvious. Why is why we do it like this? Should we do it like that? And the questions were valid. And, and, and he told me they were valid. But he had an answer for a lot of them, and I was surprised. I was surprised there's an answer to a lot of the questions. The answer doesn't mean that it's perfect. The answer might mean that there's a reason why it has to be done this way, even if it's not perfect. A, the answer might be that the perfect way doesn't really work sometimes. And the answer is that just because of how a system runs and all the people have to be involved, maybe you can't have a perfect system. So it's just something to think about. Talking about a system that's no good, maybe it is good. As a matter of fact, and it's also something I, I mention often, I think, I, think we, I think we have, in general, I'm saying in general, I think we have the best system there is. I don't, I don't think there's a better system. I, I don't think anyone can compete with, with the Haim Shechinach system, with all its faults. With all its faults. I'm talking about the success rate of the community as a whole and, and the Shechinach system as a whole. So, and I'll tell you another thing. There are well-known critics, okay, and I don't mean to say this in a negative way, I'm talking about even Gedoli Yisrael. There were people that were known to be outspoken and notice the faults of what's going on and, and comment on it and things like that. And I'm not going to mention any names because I, I think they were, they were well-meaning people that were definitely saying what they had to say to Shem Shemayim and they, were, and they were definitely making a dent because of all the critique. But many of them, or if not most of them, or if not all of them, were not able to come up with a better system. There are often people from the outside that are going to look and say, you know, it's not the way it should be. This is no good, and that's not good, this is not real enough, and this is not uh, producing results enough. And those people are not able to make a better system. Think about it. You know, if you know all the answers, why do you, why do you just open a chayder, open a yeshiva, open a school, and you, you have it all right. Why don't you? Now, I'm not going to go into why they don't. I'm just going to mention that they don't. You'll look at the people who are busy um, um, constantly you know, giving off those negative vibes and, and, and those critical um, perspectives of, of, of what... What the, what the public is doing, and they aren't doing anything better, aside from standing there and saying, now, now saying it is good, sometimes saying it is what's the right thing for them to do. I think there's a certain awareness and everything, I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong, but they were not able to make a better system, interestingly. So it's just something to think about. In other words, it might be the best system for what we're dealing with, for the most part. Now, of course, everything could be improved, I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm saying, when you look at it from that angle, there's so much, you know, there's, there's, so, there's only so much you can really do, and only so much you can really change. And there's a reason why it's like that. And, and another point that I make often when it comes to this is that the system wasn't made by anyone. It's a myth. As a matter of fact, a lot of the Gedoli Yisrael after the war who set up the system that we're still using today, they didn't set it up the way it is today. It's interesting. You look back, you'll see they, they set up a much more flexible system, much more accepting system. You look at the pictures, everyone did whatever they wanted, everyone dressed differently, and everyone, they took in their old homes and everything. So why did it change over time? In other words, those who really made the system didn't make the system we have now. So it seems that the system evolved over time. Now what happens is when things evolve, it's evolving because that's what the general public is looking for. So the fact that the public might be looking for something wrong still means that you shouldn't be blaming anyone specific or thinking it should be different because if that's what 80% of the people want to do, that's, that's what you do. You know, you could, you could notice why it's wrong and you could talk about it. And there might be another 20% of the people that are resenting it. But, but there, it might be true that 80% of the people want it to be a certain way. So very often, you'll see things that aren't done right and you'll, you'll, you might realize that if you would open 
a different kind of system. For example, if you would open a, a school that's, that's, not, um, that's not running with tests and marks and all those kind of things that, that damage kids, right? Maybe very few people would sign up to your school. Maybe most people want this. And it's only one example. So this, this, is just, this is just things to think about. As many problems as there are, they aren't that problematic because for the most part, there's a way to make things work. Now one thing I think is very important, this is point number three I want to make, is that don't make it worse. As, ma- as, as many problems as there are in any system, in any shul, in any school, in any camp, in any, any program, as many problems as there are, don't make it worse. You can be making things a lot worse than they are already. And there are problems, like I said, and you could be making it worse. If your kids see your negativity, if your kids see that you question their educators, if your kids see that you, you, know, you laugh off things that are being taught, you're giving a very bad message. You're, you're affecting them in a bad way. It's not a question. You're making things worse. So as, as, much, as, as much as you could be right, as much as you don't like half things, you know, but you could be making them worse. And in general, not accepting half things, you could be throwing out the baby with the bathwater. People that are black and white, and I hope, I don't, I hope I'm not sounding critical, right? I'm just trying to bring out a point. People that can't take half things. So if it's not running the way it should be, I can't, I can't have to disengage. I can't go along with it. You're throwing out a lot of good and a lot of benefit that's coming from the same system. There's so much that your yeshiva and the school where your children go has to offer. And you want your kids to, to be there and to accept it and to grow from it. And you want to be involved in it. You want to be part of it so that they could benefit the most. And if you can't handle half things, then very often you're looking away from a lot of good. So there's no, there's no perfect in this world. And people who get too stuck on that splitting perception of either good or not good, very often, they, they, in general, they, they struggle everywhere. Because your supermarket is not either good. You know, and, and, the, and, and the city is no good, and the elections, of course, weren't good, and not, nothing's good, really. No, nothing's, nothing's all good. So if we could train ourselves to take the good and to see the good and at least accept it for what it is and not be turned over by the fact that we notice the flaws, especially if we can't change it 100%, I mean, that's, that's, definitely, that's definitely very important. You know, when you look for too much truth, you look for too much idealism, you look for too much perfection, you get, you're left with nothing. There's a mushal from Shamshanastapalya. A cute Muslim, the Slana Masurim, they bring it. He once said that um, there was somebody who went, wanted to buy meat. So he goes to the butcher and he says, You have a piece of meat? So what, what kind of meat do you want? I want the best meat, the softest meat. He said, I have such soft meat, it's like, it's like fats. Like, like animal fats, that's how soft it is, the meat. So the guy's thinking, if I could get animal fat, it seems like he's comparing the meat to the animal fats. It seems that like animal fats is better. Let me go find out where you get animal fats. He goes to a different store, they sell animal fats. He says, Do you have animal fats? That, that seems to be the, the perfect thing. So the guy tells me, I have animal fats, that, that it's, so, it's so clear and so uh, good that it's, it's like oil. It's almost like oil. That, that's, how, that's, how, um, that's how smooth it is, the animal fats. So he's thinking, why do I need animal fats? I get oil. He's, compared, he's saying it's like oil. Let me go get oil. So he goes to the store, you have oil. He says, I have oil that's so pure, like water. I think, if I, why do I need oil? I get water. So he goes, he goes to get some water. He gets from the river some water. And he comes home. His wife says, hey, I thought you went to get meat. Yeah, but this is the real thing. It's such a beautiful mushal about people always looking for the real stuff. You know, I've seen people go around the block. This was no good because they noticed where it wasn't good. They wanted more truthful. So they go to the next one. It's even more truthful. And then, but that also, like, it's not really, but then they go to the next one. And in the meantime, they end up coming around the block because you look for too much truth and you look for someone who's, who's perfect and all accepting and all tolerating and you end up, I don't want to say where. And people make that mistake. I'm not going to give examples because I don't want to hurt anyone. But there are people that make the mistake of, of constantly doing away with whatever is being offered because it's not good enough and looking for the next best thing and the next best thing and, and every time they think they found it and then one day they find something even further and before you know it they're, they're far away and they have to come all the way back and, and, and sure enough they end up settling for what they originally pushed away so this is just some ideas now 
I don't mean to say that we should just settle with what we have. I think it's very important to be part of the solution. Instead of noticing the problem and looking at everything like a problem and just generalizing and the whole thing is just disengaged, you want to be part of the solution. I was, I was recently at a Shabbaton where late at night, Friday night, there was a meeting of professionals. Okay? So you had about 20 professionals in the room. A lot of them are well-known. I'm not going to mention any names. And, you know, when professionals get together, we want to solve the world's problems. So somebody was bringing up all these big issues. How are we going to make a change in the world? And somebody, again, I'm not going to mention my name because I'm... I don't know if he'd want me to, to quote him on, on that, but he said something very good. He said, I'll, I'll, he, he mentioned different problems that used to be, and because different professionals spoke about it, or brought some awareness about it, and made some small changes, just some more, just some small moves they made, made a big dent over time. You know, they have a lot when you finish the flight, they have this case of Katangadol. I don't know if you ever hear those messages that they just uh, blabble by the time you land, or before the landing. But it's about a small, a small change can make a, a big change in the life of a child. You know, you give you a little uh, change that you left over with after your trip, and you can make a big... Small changes can make a big change. So instead of changing a system at once, make small changes. How do you make those small changes? You have to make them with respect. If you come across as someone fighting a system, nobody's going to take you seriously. People will get turned off by your negativity, like we started off. I'll tell you, you're not accomplishing anything by being negative. Not with your children, not with the system. But small, respectful messages. Respect the system that you, that, you're, that you signed up for. Respect the people. Be appreciative. And give small suggestions and offer some help. When you make those small kinds of... of, of you, know, you take initiative, you, you offer something you could do, and you bring out how impressed you are, and you make people feel good, then they'll take you seriously. And slowly, it could take a time. But slowly, all these little suggestions and different people saying the right thing could make a change. Will it make huge changes? I don't know. But you, you go along. There's an interesting Chofetz Chaim... When he talks about the Maraglim, he talks about a different approach between Yeshia and Kulaiv. Yeshia was fighting the Maraglim. Kulaiv made believe they asked Kulaiv Salam, they thought he's part of them, and, and that's how he was able to make a bigger change. And he says there are two types of Gedoli Yisroh, he talks to Sadiqim, there are those that go all out in the war when something's no good, and then there are those that play along. And very often you accomplish more when you're playing along. You know, so it's important to remember you could always be part of a problem or you can be part of a solution. Even keeping quiet and, and just not saying anything about something no good is also part of a problem. Maybe someone should say something. But the way you say it, instead of disengaging and your kids see that you're disengaged and people are upset that you're disengaged and, and, and you're just letting something go even worse because nobody's speaking up, there's a way to say it with, with positivity. I think that's what, you know, life is about choices. We choose what we want to focus on. If we want to see the good or we want to see the bad. If we want to benefit from the good or we want to just notice the bad or we want to just run away from everything. And this is something that... Uh... Now, I'll end off with... With, with, with just a small point, and this is something about, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and maybe I'll, I'll compile an interesting compilation of ideas, but so often we notice problems that we have today, and we assume that it's 2020 problems, it's almost 2021 problems, right? The system today is no good, the way people do things is no good, um, the, you know, different things about society, different things about people, different things about, and you look back in Chazal, you look back in, 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 in Torah, and you see that these problems are as old as the hills. This is as old as, as all, human nature is as old as humans. As old as people are, people have their, their, their motives and their incentives and their intentions and, and what they do like and what they don't like and how people deal with things and feelings. It's all there. So often we look at things today like, oh, everyone, everyone's up with their image today. People are jealous. People are too impressed. You look at the Gemara, it's the same thing. I'm not saying that it's good. The Gemara is teaching us that we should learn from it, right? We have to learn from everything. Torah is here to perfect us. But to think that problems that we see today are today's problems... Instead of realizing that it's human nature, this is how people are. People have their own ideas, people have their own interests, people are self-absorbed, people are, that's how it is, and we have to work with that, instead of running away. 
instead of seeing someone else's faults and just tolerating our own, maybe it's time to work on ourselves and be able to tolerate someone else. So anyway, I hope I didn't come across um, too critical or negative at all. I, I, I try coming across realistic because the problems are real and there's a way to deal with them. And hopefully when we work on ourselves, not to get too black and white, and try to accomplish whatever we could by being involved in children's chinuch and believing in the system that we sign up for, I we'll be able to make a big change in the system and see how slowly it accumulates to substantial changes that benefit all of Kali Yisrael and Hashem.